0: Hi, I'm Amy Schneider, and these are Just Cards. Uh, so here we are on a Sunday, once again, the full moon not respecting uh, my podcast schedule. Uh, no one to blame myself on that. Uh, but it's time to uh, look at what the next month has in store. Uh, you know, last month we had The World. As we discussed on Friday, I don't think it went great um that's okay the world is a lot to ask and you know last month when when the world came up i i told you i really had a had an intuition that that was what the month was going to be uh this month i had no idea what to expect uh and so i was very interested to see what came up and it was the high priestess uh which i i feel like we've seen a, a fair amount among the major arcana as as we've been doing this. I feel like I've talked about her, uh, but as always, when I take the time to really focus in, I, I do see a few things that I've kind of been missing as we've talked about her before. Uh, I also really had to think about where she fits into the sort of bigger picture of the progression of, of what we've been doing from the, the Wheel of Fortune to the World to the High Priestess. And I mean, the first thing to notice, obviously, is the world. Of the very last card in the Major Arcana, and the High Priestess is almost the very first. It's it's number two here, and so it tells us we're kind of going back to the beginning of our journey a little bit. Which you know, since I feel like we didn't do great last month, uh, that that makes a lot of sense. It's time to time to reset a little bit, and and figure out again what what we're doing, where are we going, what's What's our journey in the world? Um, you know, it's an endless cycle, the tarot and the, and the major arcana, and we're kind of back towards the beginning of it right now, and, and nothing wrong with that. It's a chance for a fresh start. As the High Priestess, we see her sitting in her, her various ceremonial robes and garments, uh, both the uh hat she's wearing that feels like a, I get the headdress sounds better, uh, is, is a, seems to me to be a moon emblem, uh, and then there's a moon emblem down at her feet as well. Uh, she holds a scroll that says Torah, which is of course the, the law, the Jewish Torah. Uh, although in a sort of clever bit of wordplay, they've uh, allowed part of her robe to cover up the last H so that the words can form an anagram of tarot, uh, indicating that tarot itself is the law, which I'm not necessarily sure how I feel about that. Maybe getting a little full of themselves as they're designing this deck. Uh, and she sits between two pillars. Uh, they're, they're, they're marked B and J. Those are just the names of two of the pillars of the, the Temple at Jerusalem, which, you know, of course, mystics have uh, loved to contemplate for thousands of years. It doesn't do much for me, but I think what's, what is interesting is the, um, the, the coloring of them with white on black, black on white, uh, clearly uh, echoing the, the yin-yang symbol. Uh, but it's also a, an interesting difference there. These pillars are separated. They don't touch, and the high priestess sits between them. Uh, and I think there's a real, a real tension here, uh, in, in that, you know, is the high priestess joining these opposites? Is she uniting them or is she striving to keep them separate as she rules according to the law, this legalistic priestess that we're facing? You know, she's, she's the guardian of the mysteries, but does she have access to them herself? i'm not sure you know we, we see how uh, heavily clothed she is as compared to once we get to the the wisdom out in the star we're going to we're going to see a, a woman who is naked uh and you know she doesn't seem super happy and she stays she sits blocking the way Another thing that I've noticed this time that that I hadn't really seen before, I think I've, I've talked before about how she's she's blocking the way of our path going forwards, and that we can see the sort of garden behind her that that represents the life and beauty and mystery that we're seeking. But but what I've just realized that I've completely missed the whole time is that that's not what is behind her. That is a curtain uh, with those images on them. That the the same as the flowers that we see in other other cards in the tarot, which are not very botanically accurate, I must say, but uh, that's, that's actually just a banner, and if we look past that, past the pillars, we can see what she really sits in front of, which is water. So I think we're looking at a, a cups-heavy, water-heavy, moon-heavy month here, uh, you know, with a, a female figure, these moon symbols, all the water behind her, and it, it tells us that uh, part of the task this month is to get out there into the sea of, of our emotions and of emotion in general, both ours and sort of the world's, you might say. Uh, but in order to do that, we have to get past this guardian. And I think that's the real task that we have in front of us, especially because that guardian is, is ourselves. You know, we are the high priestess, and we are the ones who are deciding our own worthiness to to feel and to experience, and to even um, feel the right to seek truth, to seek wisdom, to seek happiness. Ah, uh, so often, the only one stopping us from doing those things is ourselves because we're reliant on this external law, this external Torah, uh, these rules and regulations, and we find ways to rule against ourselves. And we think we're doing something good by sitting here blocking this gate, uh, keeping the, the yin and the yang, the male and the female, all these opposites, keeping them apart, keeping them separate, keeping them delineated, so that everything can be according to the rules. Uh, but I'm I'm not so sure that we are. I think that we're we're blocking ourselves, and and you know even worse sometimes we're blocking others. You know even worse is when we're not just judging ourselves, but we're judging other people unworthy as well to pass this curtain. So one of our tasks this this month is to uh, get past that judgment. Uh, And, you know, while we are, it is coming from us mostly at the end of the day, Uh, it is also the world's judgment. You know, the high priestess didn't write the tarot. Um, And we have to confront the extent to which we are righteous in the eyes of the world. It doesn't mean we have to agree with that assessment, but we have to know it. We have to, to know whether or not we're, we're going to pass this test or whether we need to, to find a way around, to sneak past her. So yeah, this, this month of the High Priestess is really about uh, defeating the High Priestess, you know? Uh, she's, she's our obstacle this month. This feeling of rightness, this feeling of wrongness, um, this feeling of, of judgment and worth. Uh, and she's blocking our path. You know, I think that's, that's part of, at least for myself, I can see where this fits into the broader picture because I absolutely think that that was part of what was blocking my path in the last month was my doubts about my own fitness and rightness and abilities. Uh, and so that's what, I need to confront. That's what we need to confront. We need to give ourselves permission to continue on this journey we're on, whatever it may be. Uh, And it's not, it sounds potentially kind of easy, but of course it isn't. And we've got a whole month to do it, which is the good news. Uh, but it's going to be worth it. Once we get past this, once we can get into the waters of our emotion and, and actually get in touch with ourselves, see who we are, see what we really want, then we can start deciding what to do about it. So at least this month I think feels more manageable to me. This seems like a goal that I can I can get behind kind of a nice one really just to to stop judging myself that that sounds nice the journey starts now we can start forgiving ourselves right now and i'll be back tomorrow to check in on how we're doing and we'll just keep working on it these are just cards